Time has stood still for me four times in my life. First, when I first saw Emmett King leave the boys' locker room when we were five years old. It was the first day of kindergarten, and there I sat, cross-legged while waiting for a disapproving headshake from the principal. It was the hottest day of the year, and we were warned to not take part in any water fights on school property. Apparently, the mayhem from last year's epic brawl caused a teacher to slip a disc when she fell from the slippery floors. But a water fight happened nonetheless, and I, an innocent bystander, got caught in the bloodshed. Brad Lipinski coincidentally dumped a pail on my head just as the supervisor walked by. All the kids, soaked to the skin, were lined up along the hallway waiting for our punishment when Emmett walked past and saw me for the first time, crying my little eyes out. That lunch, Emmett sat with me and offered to share his tuna pickle sandwich. The second time I lost my breath was during kiss tag when he and I first locked lips and decided we were each other's somebody. The third, when I was babysitting a little girl named Annette and saw a man watching me, haunting me from the forest behind a window. The fourth time was now. My dad died when I was a kid. He died in a car crash near Powell River. I, I don't think that's true. He, he was on his way back from picking up our Christmas tree. We went to the same lot every year. It, it was tradition. Only my mom and I didn't go that night because I had a fever. I think you should probably have a talk with your mom. He's not my father, Noah. He's not. He's not. He's... He's not. Right? Henry Quinn was released from police custody last night due to lack of evidence. The 38-year-old bellman at Burke Hill Inn and Spa is no longer considered a suspect for the murder of high school student Emmett King. The teen's death has the small community in turmoil. With no suspects on the horizon for this case or for the mysterious and chillingly similar death of Bill Jeffries, who was killed while Mr. Quinn was in custody, there is a growing fear amongst residents that a serial killer is on the loose. The main thing I have ever really wondered when it comes to my dad was if he was nice. And what of mine was also his? I mean, did he pick his nails like I do? Little things, I suppose. Did he have soft hands? Or was his skin coarse? Or his hug strong? And would he have liked me? I guess that's the big one. I've asked my mom a million questions, and for every one, she's had an answer. Her biggest pet peeve was how he sucked food from his teeth after every meal. And his favorite meal was lasagna, Caesar salad, and garlic bread. He didn't have a TV growing up, and he couldn't pick a favorite movie no matter how many times she asked. It was always the same thing. It's The Graduate. Ah, oh, but Norman Bates in that shower scene. No, it's, it's definitely Psycho. But my God, and Bancroft in that sheer... No, it, it has to be The Graduate. Yeah, but Janet Lee in that first... Ugh, no, it's, it's Psycho. It's definitely Psycho. Maybe a little indecisive, but my dad was cool. Or at least, I think he was. Everyone's told me so. But then again, everyone also told me that his name was Peter. My name is Jesse Morrow, and this is my story. This is Stony Creek.
Can you just say your name, please? This is ridiculous, sweetheart. I'm not doing this into a microphone. I need you to do this for me. Okay, you, you need to give me this. Fine. My name is Sharon Dennings, mother to Jessica Morrow and Beth Dennings, wife to Jacob Dennings. How did you meet my dad? You know this, dear. Your father and I were set up through friends. Um, he went to see Nick Bentham for physical therapy after he tore his Achilles. And Nick thought it would be awesome if we would get along quite well. Um, of course we did. And I loved your dad very much. Uh, what about my real dad? I beg your pardon? Mom. What? Stop. What are you talking about? Mom, enough. I really don't know what you're talking about, Jess. Why are you doing this? Mom, is Henry Quinn my father? No. Mom. Come, is he? No. Mom, is Henry Quinn my... Peter Morrow was your father. Mom, stop it. Stop, please. Just think about it. Think about what you're telling me right now. I told him to leave you alone. He wasn't always like this. I don't, I don't, I don't remember him this way, oh at least. God. When Henry Duncan first Henry came to Duncan. town, oh he didn't God. know his father at all and was traveling about trying to find himself and oh. trace his roots. How did you meet? He was hitchhiking. Oh my God. He was nice and he was, he was really nice. I'm, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Please. You're sorry. Please, Jessica. Oh so you just fucked him. Jessica! That was just that, but it was no big deal because you were sorry, right? No. Wait, so, okay, so wait. So then I was there, and he just left. No. So did he even know about me? Was it a one-night stand? No. Did he know about me? That's not You're not answering not my questions. Happened. You're not answering my questions. Look, he, his mother got sick, and he left to go take care of her, and it was very difficult. He was only with us for two months. So I told him to never come back. And I was heartbroken. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you kicked him out because he was wanting to take care of his sick mother. He didn't belong here. Right? He didn't belong here. Okay. Did he want to belong here? I met your real father shortly after and he loved you so much. He adopted you. And you took his name. Oh, my name was Jessica Duncan. Oh, name I feel is sick. Jessica Morrow. How did nobody recognize Henry when he came back? I did, of course, and the Benthams and Bill, but everyone else, I, I don't know what happened. He was barely here to start with. And then he came back. And he'd lost some weight, he grew a beard, he kept himself, he called himself Quinn. Bill gave him a job because he believed that he was back to get to know you, and that his heart was pure, and he believed him when he said that his life was filled with regret. Well, I chose not to. And then he started following you and stalking you. And he terrified me, Jessica. And then Emmett. And, then and I just Emmett. can't. Okay. I can't. Well, well, you know what, Mom? I, I, I can't even look at you. Jessica, please. I can't. My entire life. Jessie, Mom, on. my entire fucking life, you've been lying to me. No. I have to go. Wait. I have to go. Wait. Let me go. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Can we just talk about something stupid? Yeah, of course. 
Do you remember that time when we were at the golf club playing Big Two in the lounge and you helped me cheat? I do remember that. You were so bad at cards. Worst poker face I've ever seen. Um, I don't know about that. I pitched some things from you over the years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you know it was me who stole your My Little Pony? Are you joking? <laughs> That's awful. I cried for weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always thought it was Jenny. Yep, I know that too. Dick. But you were the one who found it. Yeah, in my bedroom. God, <laughs> that is so weird. Why... Why would you do that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I wanted to be the one that made you happy, maybe. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I used to... Oh, my God. I used to kind of have this crush on you. Yeah, I, I knew that. You knew? Wow, that, that's really embarrassing. Oh, don't, don't be dumb. It's not embarrassing. It's me, you know, I, I'm the one you're supposed to talk about all your crushes with, so it's fine. Yeah. It's hard, though, when your crush has never been available. Well, as your friend, my advice would be if, I don't know, this were still an active crush, maybe. I don't, I don't know, Noah. Um, maybe you should just wait. Maybe you should just wait. Yeah, maybe. You staying for dinner, Jess? No, I, sh I should go. Thank you, though. My dad used to tell me that he loved me more than the stars and the moon. And when I think about it really hard, I mean really, really hard, I actually think that is my only true memory of him just a voice. I've been told throughout my life that he used to read me Archie comics before bed, and he would turn tucking me in into this fun game with this terrifying song that used to make me laugh throughout the night. Under the covers we will go, E-I-E-I-E-I-O, if you stop your running, we'll chop your legs right off. Knees up, knees up, bum to the bees up, knees up, mother brown, we'll chop I've since looked it up, and I've found that it's an old Cockney song that dates back to 1918 called Knees Up Mother Brown. And my dad really buggered up the lyrics, but that's how I know it, and that's how I love it. Not because I remember my dad bouncing me on the bed before I drifted off to sleep, though, but because I remember my mom trying to mimic it after he died. Why is the only thing I remember about him him telling me that he loved me more than the stars and the moon. And why, even when I think about him really hard, even after looking at the hundreds of pictures of him hanging throughout our house every single day of my life, why in this very moment can I not remember what he looks like? It 
wasn't you, was it? What are you talking about? Before you moved to Stony Creek, I saw someone watching me from the forest while I was babysitting. He stood there, not moving, peering through the window as if there were no walls. Nothing to separate us. It was shadowy and far, far away. Even still, I could, I could hear him breathing, you know? It wasn't you, was it? No. Why should I believe you, Henry? You should believe me because you know. You've seen him before, haven't you? He came to my window once, in my house. I was little and I couldn't move because I was all tucked in under my covers. It felt like they were strangling me. I was always so afraid to look out into the night because I had this tree that used to sort of like tap and scratch and sway in the moonlight. And every night it looked like there was just this ballroom filled with demons dancing outside my window. I told myself it was just a dream over and over again every single night. I convinced myself. I did. I convinced myself it was only a dream until one night one of the demons said hello. He's been watching me my whole life, hasn't he? Yes. And then you started following me because you were looking for him. That's why Officer Bentham never took me too seriously when I told her you were stalking me. Why the restraining order never went through, right? Yes. So why am I still alive? Because he doesn't want you dead yet. But why? He's your grandfather. Steve Duncan. Jesse. Know that because he hasn't killed you already doesn't mean he won't. He can't help it. He's been killing our family and the people we love since he became the monster he is. Monster? God, a real monster. But you have to remember, there was something that killed him too. He is Steve Duncan, but he didn't used to be. Whatever it was first, he killed my father too. Why can't we leave Stony Creek? I don't know, but I promise you that I'll find out. We will leave. Why is he doing this to us, to his family? Our souls, our hearts, our blood, our memories. I think it's because we give him the life he can never have, even if only for a moment. I tried to save my brother, and I swear to you, I tried to save Emmett too. I tried to fight, but I can't see the engrave. He hasn't shown himself to me. I left that Husky's hat on Emmett's body because it was my father's favorite team. The life he wanted was in Seattle with my mom, his family. I wanted to send him a sign. I don't know why. Maybe to tell him that I was coming for him. Or to remind him of who he was. To tell him no more. I know how much you love that boy. I've been watching you since you two were little kids running around this creek with your mom and Bill. I met your father once too. He was nice. I really liked Peter. He saw me watching over you and promised not to tell your mom. Then we agreed that instead of me sneaking around every month up until he died, he would come visit me, show me pictures, and tell me about your life and what you were doing. He told me what toys you loved, what made you smile. He, he included me when nobody else would. I'm sorry I scared you, Jess. 
All I've ever wanted was to protect you. It may not seem it, or it may not seem right, but I love you more than the stars and the moon. You've been horrible to me. You've... You've scared me. And you never... I'm sorry. I didn't know how to be. I don't know how to do this. Just give me just one minute. Hello? Hi, Donna. No, he's not here. No, I'm not, I'm not with him. I swear, I'm telling you the truth. Well, when... Oh my god, okay. I'm on my way. What is it? It's Noah. He's missing. Next time on Stony Creek. Why if I have seen the engrave hidden in the background of my life since I was a small child? Was I A, not seeing him everywhere I turned, and B, not dead yet? This episode of Stony Creek was produced by Daniel McKechnie and Mike Pence. You can learn more about the show and its team over at stonycreekpodcast.com. You can also follow our mysterious town on social media through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stony Creek Pod. Thank you to our producer, Ali Bernacki. The Stony Creek theme and score was created by the amazing Evan Duffy. Artwork by Jahan Carluin. And Helene Carluin runs our website.